Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to Dropping the Last 5 Pounds with your host, Magali. Me, your coach, A. I'm super grateful you guys are here today. I'm so excited for this. If you didn't watch the, or sorry, listen to the intro episode, I go into a lot more detail about what's to be expected, what I'm going to be covering in this episode, why I started it, blah, blah, blah. So I encourage you to read or listen to that if you have any questions about that. But in this episode, I want to talk about why I think focusing on cutting out sugars and carbs and anything quote-unquote bad completely to achieve weight loss can be more harmful than good. And I know a lot of people feel that they have to cut out a lot of things to lose weight and um, I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be that way and you don't have to be miserable and it doesn't have to be the worst thing you've ever done for yourself. So that's what I want to discuss. But before we get into that, it is Easter, so happy Easter april 12 2020 we're in a crazy situation with the COVID 19 i hope you guys are staying safe um my condolences go out to you if you've lost a loved one and um if you're experiencing any sort of financial emotional physical hardships it's a tough time for everyone um and i hope that you're getting by as best as you can leaning on the people that you love for support and just trying to find peace in a crazy time as much as humanly possible um and i'm right there with you So that's that. But now let's get into the episode because I don't want to drag on too long. I can talk forever. So why I don't recommend or agree with cutting out sugars and carbs completely for weight loss. First, I want to talk about what inspired this episode and I'm going to read it to you guys. This was a post in a Facebook group, a weight loss support group that I came across and I thought was super interesting and um, why I decided to record this episode. So Um, This woman, she posted, I'm miserable, no sugar and no empty carbs for four days and I'm in tears. When do the cravings stop? I'm so close to giving up and caving in. I'm working out every day and eating clean, but these cravings are the worst. (sighs) My heart goes out to her because it's a shitty situation to be in, to feel that way. And why I wanted to discuss why I disagree with this type of eating and to lose weight Uh, it's the reason why I decided to do that because it's a very hard situation to be in and I've watched it with clients with myself I've experienced it myself trying to cut things out to look better Uh, and it doesn't it just doesn't work like physically it works like you lose weight and I'm gonna explain why Um, but it just doesn't work long term and it does more harm than good and that's what I want to get into so but the first thing that I want to start with is why this type of diet works and why similar diets work, what the real reason is, and why it's not the only way. So when you cut out sugar and carbs, you are by default cutting out calories, especially if it's things like sweets, things like bread, like sweet bread or uh, candies and brownies and shit like that, because these things have a lot of sugar and a lot of carbs 
and they also have a lot of calories. So if you cut these items out completely, again, you're also cutting out calories. And that's why, the main reason why these things work, it's not like because you cut out sugar, it did some magic thing to your body and it's free of toxins and this and that. The reality is, you just cut out calories and you entered into a calorie deficit. And that's what is the king of all kings of the reasons why you lose weight. A calorie deficit. If that's a new term for you, if you've never heard about it or are so confused about it, basically a calorie deficit is you burn more calories, you you use more calories in a day than you consume. So you're burning more and you're eating less. And it's that simple. I know it sounds super basic and like, oh my God, here we go again. But that really is what causes weight loss. Like that's it. So whether you do that by cutting out calories from sugar and carbs, whether you do that by cutting out fat calories, whether you do that by cutting out the calories in your sugary drinks that you consume every day, whether that's cutting out the pizza that you eat every other day, you know, it's all coming down to you cutting out calories and placing yourself in a calorie deficit. That's the main thing. So now what I want to talk about is why I don't recommend, you know, cutting out sugar and carbs and why I think it's one of the worst ways to approach weight loss. But a quick disclaimer, because I know some people might get offended. I know some people will say, well, it worked for me. It did work for you because again, it placed you in a calorie deficit. But some things will work for some of you and some things will not work for others. If it worked for you, if you found that this was the best way to achieve weight loss for you and you feel great, amazing fucking amazing and I'm super proud of you celebrate that I'm very glad to hear that you're doing well but this way of eating does not work for most people and this way of eating is probably one of the most inefficient ways to do it in my opinion and I'm going to be speaking to those people but if it worked for you amazing that's awesome now I want to talk to the other group so just a quick little science situation here They've done countless studies where they've had subjects, you know, making sure that they're in a calorie deficit, meaning they're monitoring everything that goes into their body, making sure that they're eating X amount of calories that constitutes as a calorie deficit for them, making sure they're eating enough protein, which I'll get into why that matters and why that can make a difference. But they made sure that the subjects were in a calorie deficit. And they fed them different types of diets. Some of them had high carb, low carb. Some of them had high fat or low fat. um, All sorts of things. Low sugar, high sugar. And what they found, and there's many studies, not just one. There's many studies. So it's been a combination of studies that show that when calories are equated and protein intake is accounted for and the subjects are truly in a calorie deficit, it didn't fucking matter what they ate. It didn't matter. They all dropped body fat, they all dropped weight, and they all were healthier because weight loss brings in health benefits. So let that sink in, you guys. Like, you don't have to eat a certain way. You can choose a way of eating that works for you. And let's get into why I don't think cutting out sugar and carbs is the best way for most people. So the first reason is it's unsustainable. Think about all the different things that have carbs in it. Think about all the different goodies. And everybody has their thing that they like that has a lot of carbs. And it's usually the things that taste the most, the best, right? Like pasta and the bread and the the candy, whatever, whatever that is for you. 
I mean, it's fries. I'm fucking obsessed with fries. Um, it's very hard to avoid. It's very hard to not eat it. And for most people, like I said, there's some exceptions of you that can do very well on this diet. But for most people, avoiding something that's so common and so available, it's hard. And it creates such a, like she said, she feels miserable because it's so hard to stop that craving because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's all over the place, especially now that we're quarantined. We probably we're living with families or maybe we ourselves have snacks in the pantry that may have a lot of carbs and sugar and we're stuck around all the house, all the snacks and we can't eat them. Imagine what that does to you. Like It's fucking miserable and it therefore it's not sustainable. And what you cannot sustain, what you cannot do for the long term, what you can't consistently do won't work. Because weight loss is a thing that you do for a long time before you get to the result that you want. You have to be able to do it consistently to get to your goal. So if you're choosing a style of eating that is not sustainable, that is not easy for you to stick to, you're not going to be able to get to your goal because you're not going to stick to it. You're not going to stick to that calorie deficit. So then it defeats the purpose of doing the diet in the first place. Right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is it creates a very very negative relationship with food because I've I've experienced this myself you guys I have had clients who experience this I my entire family experiences this when you eat something quote-unquote bad insert candy insert brownie insert bread insert whatever source of carb that is for you whatever you eat that you're bad you made a mistake you fucked up you suck you have no self-control how could you you feel terrible about yourself. On the other side, when you have a salad, when you have greens, when you have this, you feel unstoppable. You're the healthiest person on the planet. You're invincible, invincible. Your just health is beaming out of you. Like you just, you're crushing it and you're good. So it's you're good or bad. And that can cause serious issues with your mental health. It can develop eating disorders. It can cause food anxiety, all sorts of crazy shit that we do not want to tap into. So viewing food as a good or bad thing is very dangerous. And I'll get into how I prefer to view food. But like I said, it's just not healthy to think of food as something that makes you a good person or a bad person. Because guess what? First of all, that's not even true. Second of all, you're not perfect. You're not always going to be on track. You're going to have a, a, a treat or two here. Maybe a couple than you should. Maybe a lot more than you should. And that's going to happen, especially during times of high stress and high anxiety like right now. So when you do make those mistakes, because it's not if, it's when... You're going to feel completely bad about yourself. You're going to get very, you know, just self-defeating, which will probably knock you off your goal and knock you off your track because who wants to improve themselves when they feel like shit about themselves? You just want to wallow. You don't, you don't want to do anything. And it just, again, defeats the purpose of doing the diet in the first place. So it creates, like I said, this negative feeling about food and a, a sort of like morality, like you're good or bad. And you're judged for making bad decisions. It's just not healthy. It's just not needed. And it's something that I'm so freaking excited to get rid of. Like, I can't wait to the day society reaches that it doesn't operate with this mindset of food anymore. Because I, this is just a theory of mine. I have no, you know, proof to back this up. But I think that it's a big reason why we can't get rid of obesity. I, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But I think it's a big issue. 
people will embark on diets of cutting out sugar and carbs to try to lose weight and they do it for a while and then they binge because they came across the food again and then they feel bad and then they overeat that food and then they just feel like shit about themselves and they continue overeating and they go back to square one and then again when they get fed up of that weight they go back to trying the diet again same thing cutting out sugar and carbs again leading to that binge consuming too many calories gaining so much weight and then starting again in square one it's just a cycle that repeats and repeats and repeats and it's very hard to break and it's fueled by the sense of feeling like shit when you make a quote-unquote bad food decision because think about it if you overeat on a certain food whatever that is it could be a quote-unquote bad food or it could be healthy snacks whatever and if you just said to yourself okay i overate cool move on make a better decision next time versus I'm a piece of shit. I fucked up. What did I just do? Oh my god, I ruined everything. And then going down that rabbit hole. One of them is a lot more proactive and does more good. The other one, the second one, causes you to continue that cycle over and over again and never gets your goal and just makes you feel like shit about yourself, which is not what we want here. So those are the two reasons why I think, why I argue against this way of eating for most people. And again, I have to include the disclaimer every time. If this worked for you and you saw great results, that's awesome. But it's not for most people. So now let's get into what I recommend instead. And what I try to focus on with myself, with my clients, and with anyone that comes to me for help. Is the first thing is instead of taking away stuff, maybe start by adding in stuff. And what I mean by that is remember when I mentioned protein earlier in the study, why they had to make sure they were getting enough protein? Well, having enough protein is super important. I mean, it builds muscle, it helps build muscle, it helps, you know, repair your the damage that working out does and things like that. But also from a dieting sense and weight loss perspective, protein is the most satiating macronutrient out of protein, carbs, and fats. It's the one that keeps you full the most. So if you're consuming enough protein and you focus on adding protein sources, they can be vegan if you're vegan, vegetarian, or animal products. If you focus on adding more protein, you're going to feel more satisfied, more full, and less likely to want to continue eating anything. Because when you're not hungry, for the most part, sometimes this still happens and we overeat anyway, but sometimes when you're full and you're satisfied, that craving, that like desire to overeat isn't as strong anymore. And it gets better over time, Sometimes it takes a while for your body to feel that way, but it's possible if you are satiated, if you're full. So things that you can add in to make that happen for you is lean protein. Like I said, depending on what style of eating you like, whether you're vegan or not, choosing protein sources that fill you up, adding more veggies because veggies have a lot of fiber and fiber also helps with fullness. It helps to make you feel like you had more food than you actually did again leading to the decrease in you wanting to overconsume calories from other sources so that's the first thing and then the second thing i would recommend is try to adopt an 80 20 style of eating and maybe you've heard of the term before but if you haven't following an 80 20 diet basically means that 80 percent of your diet comes from whole foods nutrient nutrient dense stuff like the protein like the veggies like the healthy oats things like that And then 20% can come from whatever you want. Whatever. It can be anything. It can be your favorite brownie. It can be your sweet bread. It can be a hamburger. Whatever that is for you. 20% of your diet coming from food sources that you enjoy and that you want to include. And that, I found, is 
what saved me, what changed my entire relationship with food, what made it sustainable, and what I find most clients thrive on. So again, focusing on adding more veggies in the 80%, but still allowing you 20% of treats. Because if you can't have something ever, like completely eliminating these, these things out, you're going to want it more. And you're going to tend to overrate it when you are in the same room as it. And it's going to be hard to resist that temptation. But if you already had a treat earlier, and you're like, you know what, it's fine. I'll have my treat tomorrow. I already had my treat. I don't need another one. Again, because you had it and it's in your diet and it's accounted for, you're not going to feel that strong urge to overeat when you do see that thing. So there you go. That's the second one. And the third thing is to change the way you view food. To stop viewing it as an absolute good versus an absolute bad. You're a bad person if you eat this. You're a good person if you eat that. And switching it to a continuum, a spectrum. And this is what I mean. So you have red foods red light foods you have yellow light foods and you have green light foods from left to right on the red side you have the foods that you should consume the least amount of it should be the smallest percentage of your diet then you have your yellow light foods these are the things that you can eat more of but you still have to be careful and not consume too many of them and then we have the green light foods which is what 80 percent of your diet should come from the boring stuff the veggies the protein basically all the stuff your mom taught you to eat as a kid but you didn't like that stuff that's the kind of stuff that you want most of um you want most of it to come from that green light food list now notice this list isn't saying eat never like relating to the red foods and always eat relating to the green foods it's not an absolute bad or good yes and no it's eat less eat some eat more and that way of eating is so much more proactive and so much more positive than looking at something as good or bad because when you have the good stuff you feel amazing but when you have the bad stuff you feel like crap versus if you have a little bit of the eat less category then you can just make a better choice next time and eat more of the eat more foods And then you just switch your decision around and just focus on making a better choice next time versus going down that rabbit hole after you eat something quote unquote bad that, oh, I fucked up. I'm just going to continue overeating. I'm going to ruin my progress because what's the point? I fucked it all up. That mentality gets you nowhere. And in fact, it sometimes puts you even worse off than when you first started. So that's the third thing I recommend. So just a little quick recap The two main reasons why I don't think cutting out carbs and sugar completely as a means to losing weight is good is because it's not sustainable and weight loss thrives on consistency and sustaining something over the long term. The second reason is it creates a very negative relationship with food as if it has morality to like good versus bad, good person versus bad person. And that's not healthy for anyone. It can lead to a whole thing a whole negative list of things like eating disorders, food anxiety, just not good stuff. And then what I recommend you do instead are the three things. The first thing is focusing on adding more whole nutritious foods, veggies, protein, things like that to help you with feeling more full. And then the second thing is following an 80-20 diet where 80% of your food comes from those whole nutrient-dense foods, but you still get to enjoy 20% with whatever you want, your treats, your snacks, whatever. And having that guilt-free 20% there. And then the last thing is focusing on viewing food as a continuum rather than absolute good or bad. So there you have it. 
I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope it brought you some insight that you can apply to your life. Please share this with someone if you feel like it would help them. And then if you enjoyed the episode, I would highly appreciate it if you could leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you thought. If you thought it was a five star, that'd be amazing. But of course, honest feedback is welcome and encouraged, (laughs) but only if you really thought it was a five. I'd highly appreciate that. If you have any feedback, any questions, any requests for episodes, feel free to email the email I'll provide in the show notes. I'll also include all the links to the things that I talked about so you can, you know, dive into it deeper if you so wish to. And with that said, Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Super grateful for your time. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care.